Hello and welcome to the Best Damn Fantasy Podcast for Your Ears. I am your host, Randall Kennedy. You can find me on Twitter at FF underscore Terminator. And I am joined, as always, by the chef, Jake B-Song. You can find him on Twitter at the BZBFF. So, Jake, man, a, a real interesting week uh, this past week. And, and, and as we head in, some leagues are starting playoffs this week. But if you're – hopefully you're not. Hopefully you're not starting your playoff uh, and, and bye weeks are still going on. With the extra week uh, thrown in there, I know some teams uh, elected not to make a change. Uh, hopefully everyone made a change. I think that's smart. I don't – I would I would hate to see the Jonathan Taylor owner go all year and then in, in the first round of playoffs not have his his horse. That that really wouldn't be fair. Yeah, I mean I I think uh, I think this year kind of threw a little uh, curveball into commissioners because I know a lot of people tended to had to um, you know change their settings. <laughs> you know, just like last week when all of a sudden we were seeing the playoff thing pull up and we're like, hey, hey, hey. Um, so I, most of my league, I, I'm pretty sure like uh, every single one of my leagues is now uh, officially good, but I have heard some people kept it the same. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like, why yeah. would you wh- like there's there's multiple teams on buys and you're putting it, it's, just, it's just such a it's such a stupid thing. It's such a un, unneeded, unnecessary disadvantage. Absolutely. Um, well, you, you know, you know, to make it to this time of year and and to be in the playoff hunt is an accomplishment. So if you're if you're there, pat yourself on the back. Good job. Uh, it takes a lot of in season management and a little bit of luck uh, to do that. Um, but to have it end because of just an arbitrary nonsensical rule, uh, that would be kind of silly. So hopefully, yes. if your league didn't change. They recognize the error of their ways, and they change it for next year. 100%, man, 100%. And if you're in a league and your commissioner is unwilling to listen to uh, to that sort of uh, advice, then maybe you should find another league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, speaking of leagues, you and I are in several leagues together. Uh, yes, and we're in one league in particular that is commissioned by our uh, former co-host, uh, Paul Lundegaard. Um, Polly's Ultimate Sleeper League 4.0. Uh, and I woke up this morning to a trade offer uh, in my inbox, and it was from none other than uh, you, uh, Mr. Uh, B-Song. And you and I don't trade a lot, Um for obvious reasons, uh, yeah, you and I don't trade a lot. Why do you think that is, Jake? I think it's because we play Dynasty very similar, um, and it's just kind of, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where we're we're both, uh, you know, I, I consider us both savvy players. Um, so you know, we're always looking the, for the value. We're always looking to, uh, you know make moves that you know more than in, in a lot of ways that the other one would want to do as well so you know i think we build similar i think we uh attack uh you know in terms of draft picks and how we how we use our draft picks to build our teams um we're very similar in that way so it, it makes it a little bit tough in terms of uh of, of you know when we do do a trade because it's just our values are similar our you know it's, it's just it's just a little it, it, when you when you play with somebody that you 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 know, 
you have to really uh, <laughs> dig deep to find that trade that you think would work for both sides. I think uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's a lot of that that you mentioned. I think we approach uh, the way we build teams similarly. I think we approach the same types of players similarly. I, I noticed that you and I, independently of one another, uh, will scout out uh, prospects and come to the same sort of conclusion. Uh, you yep. and I lock a, like a lot of the same rookies. You and I both liked uh, David Montgomery. With the exception of a few, you and I both like Justin Jefferson. With the, you know, with mm-hmm. the exception of a few players here and there, like Joe Mixon, you, you and I usually see uh, pretty similar eye-to-eye on guys. And so it's tough, uh, you know, usually in order for mm-hmm. you and I to make a trade, one of us has to give in on a guy we both like. And, there you and, go. And I think that happened in this trade. Uh, yep. So I'll, I'll go ahead. We, we talked about this on the uh, on Twitter today a little bit, and, and it kind of raised some eyebrows. And you correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know that I, – I couldn't really get a vibe of where the eyebrows were being – like they were being raised my way or being raised your way. Um, oh, I know exactly. I, I know by the people that commented, uh, this is that this is that brand of dynasty building, and this is not a bad thing. But they focus heavily on draft picks. They focus heavily on youth. Uh, you know, they're really uh, they push that value game. They like their 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 cost of draft picks is like twice as high as ours. You know, they look at draft picks as like the next big thing. It's like a pot of gold for them. Um, and, and that's, and I, so I think it was more referring to my side of it, which, um, you know, it, it, it wasn't, it, I think the, the, the deal was good for both sides. That's why I made it. Um, you know, in dynasty, when you're making these kind of deals, you know, you don't necessarily want to go on, go in on a guy like, you know, I would have made that kind of a trade for a guy like Brady right now, because you know, you don't know how much longer you're going to get out of him. You know, you want to make it for a guy who's productive, uh, but still has youth left. You still has quite a few years left of uh, solid production coming. Um, you want to try, if you're going to give up capital, you want to make sure that you're getting guys back that can at least give you a few years of production uh, moving forward. Um, and I think that that's a big mistake that a lot of people make. Like, you know, getting a James Conner is a great thing for this year, but you don't, you don't know what you're going to get next year. You know, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a risk there. Uh, that by giving up a second round pick and giving getting James Conner, that you know you could be holding a backup or a guy that gets hurt or something. You know what I mean? Like whatever. But you know, in the terms of the deal that we did, uh, the value is on both sides because we dealt with youth uh, in in terms of Josh Jacobs and uh, Russell Wilson being a younger quarterback. And um, I, I liked the deal. I think it was I think it was a uh, it was a solid deal all around. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and. and cue the listeners into the deal uh you we both in this league uh let's see in this particular league um my team has for whatever reason uh if i my team scored a lot of points this year uh my opponent scored more it was Mm -hmm. you know i have a lot of guys on injured reserve in this league and a lot of guys that just uh didn't live up to expectations and so uh i'm one in eleven um this is not well now one in twelve. This is not a league that I have given up on. I continue to rock a as best a good a lineup as I can every single week. Uh, my goal 
uh, once I fell out of the playoff picture was to knock as many teams out of the playoff picture as I could. Bingo. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I've not been successful in doing that, but I do have some draft capital. And now mm-hmm. I have a little more because uh, I traded um, Russell Wilson and uh, Josh Jacobs. And Jacobs is a guy I really like. You know, we talked about having to give up guys that you like uh, when you're trading with someone like-minded like, you know, yourself and I. And uh, so I gave up Russell Wilson and Josh Jacobs. And in return, I got Mac Jones a 23 first, a 23 second, a 24 first. Mm-hmm. Um, 2023 picks right now are sort of like uh, get, them, get them while you can. Yep. Uh, people are expecting that class to be similar to the one we just had, um, and so I and I viewed it that way. A twenty twenty three pick is is a pretty valuable piece. You and I generally don't trade players for picks. That's not really yep. our style. In this instance, I felt like um, this was my best course of action. I get a young quarterback who I really like. You and I both really like Mac Jones. Um, and it, it goes back to, again, what we said. You have to give up a, a player you like to get the deal done. And so you knew that uh, this deal wasn't getting done without Mac Jones. Uh, yep, And so did. you went straight to – and this is another example of, you know, you've you got a, an opponent that you respect. Um, the goal was to make both teams – to get to make both teams better in, at, in one way or another. And – so Beasy went straight to a legitimate offer. There was no need for me to counter offer. That would just be counterproductive at this point, in my opinion. I don't think you paid too much. I don't think I took too little. I think this was a trade that allowed us both to accomplish our goals. 100%. And and that's the thing, man. It's like, you know what, it's – when, when it gets to this time of the year and we're, and we're getting ready into playoff mode, um, you know, I have already clinched my playoff. I'm the number one seed in that league. Um, I've already clinched. Um, and, you know, I am. Congratulations. Uh, oh, thank you, sir. You know, uh, you know, one of my weaker spots was running backs. Uh, I, I was trying to get it up a little bit. I have Eckler. I have Aaron Jones. But this is a big league where we have uh, we have four flex spots of wide receiver, running back, tight end. Uh, plus two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, two quarterbacks. So, um, you know, you have uh, multiple flex spots that you have to be that you have to fill in. And these flex spots in these kind of leagues really do matter, especially at this time, because the teams are usually more heavy. You know, they're they're heavy throughout. So you're going up against good opponents. Your your teams are going to be scoring, you know, anywhere from 150 to 200 points uh, any given day. So depth matters and you know josh jacobs is a guy that i have been uh you know i wasn't high on when he came out um this whole thing with john gruden getting let go um and and then you know even before the Kenyon drake injury he was somebody that i had my eye on because you could just see that they were changing the the, the way that they used him they were getting yeah, him we talked about more that involved on this in the podcast basketball. yeah i mean you know seasons uh, weeks one through 13 he had a 10.4 percent target share he was averaging 4.5 targets per game. That gave him 39 receptions. Uh, the last three games, he's getting a 20.2% target share, uh, 6.7 targets per game, and he has 16 receptions over the last three games. So, I mean, he's he's seeing the uh, work uh, in both the passing and the running game, and he looks great as a runner. Um, 
you know, and I, I'm, I'm extremely excited for him, not only as a league winner this year, but I do think that he's about to establish himself and his role in that offense moving forward for the next two years at least. Um, so he's a guy that I'm willing to uh, spend some capital on to get on my team now because I feel like he's going to be a, uh, you know, I, he's going to have the opportunity to be a top 12 uh, running back for the next few years. Yeah, so if I'm, if I'm honest – Okay, and and people are gonna people who love these picks are gonna turn their nose up to this. Mm-hmm. But okay, so you have to be realistic about this. If I'm honest, in order for me to, I know everybody wants to know who won the trade. So in order for me, <laughs> in my opinion, in order for me to win this trade, that 2023 first round pick that I get from you has got to at least turn into Josh Jacobs. Yep, it does. It's got to at least turn into Josh Jacobs. Yep. Um, I'm, I feel comfortable about where Mac Jones is at, and if if the fact that he only threw three passes in a in a wind blizzard last night allows you to yeah. trade for him on the cheap, then by all means, please go trade for him on the cheap. Uh, at 100. Yeah, this is a guy I, that was that ga- that game had nothing to do with me wanting to move on from. Mac no, Jones no, yeah, no, I know it did. This yeah. was, a, yeah, this was, this was simply looking at uh, both of our rosters, and I knew you had a boner for Mac Jones. And I knew he had to be in that deal if we were going to get something done. Um, so I was willing to uh, to make it work if I could get Russell out of it and feel good about. And you needed you know, a quarterback. I to, did, to I illustrate did how good Beasy's team is in this league, I'm gonna I'm gonna name you the quarterbacks that he has managed to go eleven and two with, Mac Jones. Cam Newton, Taysom Hill, Sam Darnold, Jameis Winston. <laughs> I hope you didn't eat before I read that list. And it, 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 it was it was putrid, putrid. Yeah. Um, and listen, we we love Mac Jones, but he hasn't been the greatest fantasy quarterback. Uh, and he was your solid. best quarterback. He was your best quarterback. He was. <laughs> he, uh, I needed some upside there, man. I needed that bump of. You know, you know Russell can bring you those those monster games where he could score forty points. Like we haven't seen it from Mac yet, and it's like you know I liked Russell's schedule here coming up at the end of this uh, stretch. He's got a uh, he's they got a really nice little stretch of games here that they should easily that they can they can win. Um, and I think Russ is going to have a good a good end of the year like he kind of did at the beginning of the year. Um, and then plus two, like I said, his situation next year is kind of. Going to be interesting to see in the offseason. Where does he so, go? Yeah, I don't think there, he's going to be a Seahawk next year. I don't think so either. You know, but it's like it's one of those things where, like, you know, the one thing I do love about Russ is, is he makes, you know, a, the people around him don't make him a better quarterback. He makes the people around him a better wide receiver, better running back. Um, he's got a spark to him. He's got that. Uh, he he just he just makes people better. Um, and what I like that I love that because it I don't I don't really feel that there's a spot that he could go where he wouldn't have the chance to be very successful. And if he does land in a gold mine like Denver or something like that, where he's just got a loaded offense, and you know, you watch out, he's he could easily be the number one quarterback again. Yeah, I, listen, and, and to echo your sentiments, me trading away Russell Wilson had nothing to do with being scared of where he's going to land. Um, yep. I you know I I love Russell. Wilson and I know I, I'm not supposed to because I'm a 49er fan but and I'll be glad when that day that guy retires or leaves Seattle because I'm tired of losing to him uh, I am sick of seeing Russell Wilson walk off the field a winner against us 
but you can't. Yeah. He's not a guy you can hate on. <laughs> he, you no. know, which makes it worse. But I'm, you know, not not afraid of uh, where Wilson might end up at all. Uh, I like Wilson, but um, yeah, I'm actually glad he's leaving. As a 49er fan, I'm actually glad he'll be out of Seattle. Um, yeah. No, go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say, man, it's uh, this comes to that time of the year. Like, I made a trade in another league recently where I got rid of. Um, I, I traded Deshaun Watson. I traded my 22 first and my 22 second, and in return, I got Kyler Murray and Josh Jacobs. Um, you know, that was another league where I am. Uh, I'm sitting in second place right now at 10 and three. Um, I'm looking to make a push. I just lost DeAndre Swift, so getting Jacobs was uh, a big relief there. And then call it crazy, but I have been running off Josh Allen all year. I had Josh Allen and Jameis Winston as my two quarterbacks. Um, so getting Kyler uh, just basically, uh, you know, kind of cemented Josh Allen and Kyler Murray as my two quarterbacks for the future. Um, it gives me the second quarterback to play on a weekly basis and uh, gives me a really good shot at winning this whole thing. Nice. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, you and I need to talk in this uh, Polly's Ultimate Sleeper 4.0 uh, about sending you Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you could you could you could use another quarterback. I, I could use another quarterback. It would just be depending on what you'd want to get the deal done. And yeah, we'll talk. We'll <coughs> talk. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a little talk. All right. Cam um, Newton looks good. I'll tell you that. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll <laughs> we're not going to go there with Cam Newton. No. You and I both sat here and said, you know, I think, you know, he could be a borderline quarterback one the rest of the way, and, and then he has the worst game I've, I think I've ever seen anyone play quarterback. I cannot believe that I let people talk me into Cam Newton. I just cannot believe it. Um, yep. Yeah. Ultimate front runner. I'm so sorry uh, if I led you astray there with listening public. Uh but we're gonna we're gonna move on to something. Um, we're gonna move the chains here and move the chains is something that this next guy we're gonna talk about did a lot this Sunday. Uh, been waiting all year for this. Um, we kind of thought this would be a, a gradual takeover, uh, but his backfield mate has actually played well enough to stave off uh, the this rookie uh, from most of the year and, and finally. Uh, Melvin Gordon finally succumbed uh, to his injuries last week. Uh, had to had to miss the game, which left the backfield solely to Javante Williams, and gave us a glimpse at superstardom. Uh, this is a guy who you and I both loved. Um, I'll just say earlier than most. Um, this is a guy who you and I both opined, despite the fact that the Steelers and every bit of their uh, and all of their backfield touches were going to go to Najee Harris, that this kid could mm-hmm. be the RB1 in the class. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, uh, I said this on Twitter this uh, weekend. And I got some people rolling their eyes at me, but I'll I'll stand behind it. At this time next next season, and maybe we don't even have to wait that long. You're looking at the dynasty RB two. Absolutely, 
Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you got JT and you've got Javante Williams. Um, you know, coming into this coming into this year, a lot of people had Najee, uh, ETN up there between the one and the two rank. Um, I had Javante as my RB one coming in. Um, you know, I put it up on I put an old post from February on Twitter. Um, he, this kid has always been my favorite running back of this class personally, um, and he is just an electric playmaker. He's just a Big play waiting to happen. Uh, you could just see his he's he runs angry. He doesn't give up. He's always trying to grind out those extra yards. He's a good receiver. He runs good routes. He knows where he needs to be. Um, he he's he this kid has got a massive ceiling. You know, in in running backs through week thirteen with a hundred attempts. I mean, he is first in yak. He is first in broken tackle rate. He is first in evasion rate. First in forced um, missed tackles. Yeah, I mean, this kid, he, he's like, you know, again, I, and you know, it'll probably kind of make sense in a little bit of a ways, but um, this is why I was so high on David Montgomery coming out. Um, they, they create plays, and, you know, it took a little bit for Montgomery to come through, but, you know, Javante is already ahead of that. Uh, so I think that this kid is an absolute uh, lightning rod just waiting to get struck, and he is going to explode next year. I, I was lucky that I was able to acquire – uh, quite a few shares through Dynasty um, before all this kind of happened. Um, so it was just a, one, of the, one of those timing things where I was like, all right, this team doesn't look like it's going to make it, so I'm going to start a rebuild. And I went after Javante, and I got him in a few. And crazy enough, he may keep me in the playoffs. Yeah, so this kid uh, coming out of North Carolina was Pro Football Focus's number one inside inside zone power runner and the broncos finished second in the nfl in 2020 on zone power runs Uh, they traded up to draft this kid they traded ahead of the dolphins uh, to secure this kid's services Um, and this kid is he is there is nothing that this kid does not do well he understands scheme he understands blitz pickup uh, tremendous contact balance, falls forward uh, every time he's contacted, runs behind his pads, uh, elusive, just an asset, not just uh, adequate. He's an asset in the passing game. Yeah. Uh, he is everything uh, you want in a prospect, uh, other than the fact that he's splitting snaps with Melvin Gordon right now. Uh, and I'll, I'll take it a step further. Next year in redraft leagues, uh, I'm listen. Jonathan Taylor is going to be far and away the number one pick next year, as well he should be. You cannot argue, assuming that Denver does not add to that backfield, and I can't imagine they would. You cannot argue to me someone that I'm going to be picking next over Javante Williams. No, I, I don't see it right now either. Um, you know, I, I, as much of a, of a swift guy that I am, um, which I think he is in the top five as well, um, I, I just think that uh, Javante Williams is just – he looked unbelievable. I, some people were just like, oh, he's not really getting big yardage and all that. It's like, watch the yards he created. Like, there were plays where he had no business getting a yard, and he was getting five. And you know that's that's huge. And for him, for you know for him, 
Uh, I'm stoked for this kid going forward. Uh, I'm going to wait for another buy low window if one comes up, but I'm going to jump all over it. Uh, in terms of Melvin Gordon, I think his time in Denver is done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, Mike Boone didn't play much last night, but in the in the limited plays that he played, he looked actually pretty good. Um, oh, so no. He could be a, Do you think Melvin Gordon's time is done this year? No, 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 no. I'm not oh, talking okay, about 2022. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah I, 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 think he, I, think, I think as long as Melvin Gordon, <coughs> if he comes back, you know, he's going to get some time just because that's what they've been doing. But I do think moving forward that they would be uh, equally successful, probably more, with a Javante-Mike Boone stack. Javante seeing about 70% of the carries. Mike Boone filling a, a lesser Melvin Gordon role. I think that they would be fine in that situation. Yeah, so for the rest of the year, I'm going to – as much as we love this kid and you want to have him, uh, I'm going to throw a little bit of water on the on the parade mm-hmm. here. For the rest of the year, if, if I'm Denver, okay – um, I've seen they're not going to make the playoffs. No. Okay, they knew they're not going. They weren't going to make the playoffs when they traded away uh, Von Miller uh, three weeks ago. Uh, so they look. They know they're not going to make the playoffs. I've seen everything I need to see from Javante Williams. I don't, I don't think you're going to shut him down or anything crazy like that. But why not just run the dude who's not going to be here next year into the absolute dirt yep for the last five weeks of the season and of course i'm talking about melvin gordon i don't think melvin gordon's going to get shut down or anything like that um it doesn't make sense doesn't make uh financial sense for the broncos to do that doesn't make uh, sense for their future uh and i hate to say it but unless his injuries just you know keep him off the field altogether, he's going to get back on the field and going to be a big, big buzz kill, uh, just like he has been all year. Yep. No, I, I agree. Um, you know, I, 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 I second that because it's like, you know, some people are sitting here going, oh, you know, if they're not going to make the playoffs, maybe they want to see what they have with this young kid. They know what it's they like got. They, they know what they yeah. freaking got already. It's like, why would they want to put him out there and risk him getting injured and having to take the off season of trying to recoup from some kind of major injury like now nah. <laughs> but if you can acquire him at you know at some cost like depending on what you get i mean he's going it's going to be it's going to cost you but you know he's a kid that you definitely want to have on your rosters going into 2022 yeah so uh what sparked this discussion on twitter is a guy mentioned that he traded uh javante williams uh for jerry judy in a dynasty league uh, listen, man, I love Jerry Judy. Uh, fantastic route runner. Maybe one of the top five route runners in the league as a second-year player. Um, probably a quarterback away from unlocking some real potential. Um, but if I can pay Jerry Judy for Javante Williams, I'm going to do that all day. Oh, that's e- that's an easy I mean, trade that, for that's, me. That's a smash trade for me. I, you know, I, I'm not – Maybe I'm a little prone to hyperbole. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not exaggerating when I say this kid, number two running back. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find. I know I had a league here that um, I made a trade with recently. Um, I was trying to see if I could pull it up because it was a, I was a, I, I'm, I was not a contender, and um, I, I had basically had thro- thrown myself into a complete <sighs> rebuild. And it was here. It is. 
So basically, uh, you know, I, this is a trade with Dan uh, Dan Brown, D Brown. Oh yeah, uh, you know him from the from the SODFS. Yeah, at um, D Brown NFL, uh, you can find him. Yeah, uh, you can find him on Sons of Dynasty. He does the uh, Sons of Dynasty uh, Thursday show every week. Uh, the DFS show, it's pretty good. You guys should check that out. Yeah, I mean they're they're killing it over there, and so so Dan's a big contender in this league, and I, I my team's I call it Team Butt Cheeks. <laughs> um, what you know, one of those teams where you drafted where you weren't expecting to be good, but all of a sudden it kind of was good, and it was kind of just like in that middle of the pack. So you just have to make the decision whether you're going to push or break. And I yeah. broke. Um, so I ended up trading. So Dan needed a quarterback, so I sent him Kyler Murray, I sent him Marquise Brown, and I sent him uh, Darrell Williams. And in return, I got Ryan Tannehill, Jalen Waddle, Javante Williams, and a 22 second. See, um, Waddle and Williams are two guys that I want to acquire right now. <laughs> <clears throat> that, that gave you that gave you a little bit of a chub, didn't it? A little bit, a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. I won't lie, so, it gave me a chub too. <laughs> I gave. I, I had a couple. We we did a little show at the beginning of the year, and we talked about our some bold predictions. And uh, I, two of my uh, more bold predictions, one was I thought Jalen Waddle was going to lead the Dolphins in receiving, despite the fact that they had uh, Devontae Parker coming back, and they had fucking um, went out and signed Will Fuller and, you know, his glass-ass self. Uh, so Jalen Waddle was far and away their, their best receiver. Um, the other one I wouldn't quite push all in because at the time the pa- the Patriots had not committed to uh, giving the reins to Mac Jones yet. But you remember I said that I would not surprise me if the Patriots won that division. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I remember you saying that. They, Absolutely. They had a bunch of defensive guys that sat out the COVID year. They were coming back. They had had a nice draft. Uh, and Mac Jones, man, is the sooner the sooner they could hand it over to Mac Jones, the better. Um, and so, anyway, we're, we're getting off on a tangent, but yeah, man, I like that trade for you. I like Waddle, and I like uh, Javante Williams a lot. Those are two guys in Dynasty that I'm looking to acquire right now. And, and you know, and, and in a rebuild like that, it's you know, people are going to say, "Oh my God, you gave up Kyler Murray in a Superflex." And it's like, listen, I like I got Tannehill back. That's going to be my buffer for a little bit for this year. Uh, I have two on my bench, so I was able to stack two on Waddle together, and I ha- I I am going to have a top three pick in the Superflex draft. So I'll be able to get another quarterback to get in there, and I'll build my quarterbacks back up again. But to get two players with Waddle and Javante Williams, who I feel like are going to be you know top eight dynasty assets come twenty twenty two, even twenty twenty three. Um, I, I was I, I had to make the move to try to to get that team better because I, I I have a lot of I have Swift out uh, acres on my IR um, you know there's a, I have a I have a huge IR was huge for me I'm like half my team's on IR in that league so uh, them coming back you know it's gonna with that trade it, it's gonna make my team a monster moving forward yeah and correct me if I'm wrong didn't we just list a bunch of putrid quarterbacks on an 11 and two team that you did a <laughs> super flex um, yeah, that's if it, your man. team is, is studs everywhere else you don't have to have two stud quarterbacks to win in a super flex league it helps you don't it, yeah. it's like running shoes I don't need running shoes to run they fucking help but you yeah <laughs> exactly you don't need them but you know no and that's the thing and that's what people people always value the quarterback so high. 
And, you know, and there's certain leagues where I get it. Like, you know, that league where I made the trade for, Ky- uh, for um, Kyler Murray. You know, I needed, I, I needed juice. I had Josh Allen. Uh, I was sitting at 10 and 3. I needed juice. I needed something to get me up over that next team because that next team has a really good, solid team. So I needed something to give me that edge. Uh, Kyler gave it to me. Josh Jacobs gave it to me, in my opinion. So that's why I kind of moved heavier on the quarterback in that end. This one, I'll pull back. I'll take a Tannehill and have him as my hopefully probably my third, maybe my second quarterback next year. And then I'll draft. I'll you know I'll work on my quarterbacks in the draft. Yeah, hopefully uh, all of Tannehill's weapons aren't sitting on the sideline next year. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, It'd be nice to get AJ Brown back. Yeah, it'd be nice to get someone across from AJ Brown who could actually play. (laughs) <laughs> um, I took a lot of heat for saying that Julio Jones trade wasn't going to amount to anything for them, but uh, Julio's done, man. He's just done. Mm-hmm. Um, when they fall off the cliff, my man, they fall off the cliff, yeah, and that yeah. man is—he's fallen. Yeah, his physical style and the way he plays, and the fact that he's always playing hurt, and he—he, he, you know, was never a practice guy. Couldn't practice because of his injuries. Is pretty much his whole career. It's caught up to him. And, and nothing but respect to one of yeah, the absolutely. guys that was like one of the best wide receivers in the league for multiple years. But my man, my, my man needs to go take a vacation and, uh, and, 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 and hang him up. Cause he just, he's not, he's not doing what he used to do. And that's why the Falcons traded him. Yep. Uh, they could see the writing on the wall. hundred percent. Um, speaking of the writing on the wall, uh, have you seen this thing? We won't spend a lot of time on this because I want to. I want to talk about some more, um, some more guys who could help you down the stretch here. But ha- have you seen this thing with uh, Thursday night football moving completely to Amazon Prime for the? I don't know. I thought this was. I don't know why this made the news today or, uh, or was in the news cycle, but it was in the news cycle. Um, where beginning exclusively in 2022, Amazon Prime will be the sole broadcaster of NFL Thursday uh, football. Um, And that kind of struck me as odd uh, because it would seem like with this game being a showcase game by itself on a night to itself, you'd want this thing to get to as many eyeballs as possible. Uh, And maybe I'm just old uh, and I don't realize but. So this, you're able to watch this with any Amazon Prime subscription. Do that many people yes. have Amazon Prime? Yeah, they do. Um, you know, this this is this. So you know, I, I work in a business where mm-hmm. I, I sell video, I sell uh, streaming services, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm very aware of of, of what this is. Um, you know, anybody who has Amazon, ninety percent of the time, when they have Amazon Prime, um, it's just a uh, a benefit where they could get some two day deliveries and all this. Yeah, other sure. Stuff. Um, but a, the streaming services have become such a big thing now because uh, a lot of people uh, aren't getting cable. Uh, they're switching over to streaming because cable is more expensive. Um, and you know what? It, it, the thing the thing that really sucks is that you know the people that do enjoy the cable end of it, like myself and stuff like that. I don't want to have to go through uh, thirty different streaming apps to find my freaking game I want to watch. Um, you know, I just want to be able to turn it on the NFL Network and be happy. Um, you know, but there are a lot of people that are willing to go through and do all these different apps and uh, download shit and sit on a streaming thing. And, uh, you know, they think it's cheaper. Uh, is it? Not really. But they like to think so. Um, 
But I, I think it's bullshit. I, I think I would just... I, I can't imagine they're going to get all these people. Like, Amazon Prime is looking to, to, br- to bring volume to their... They're looking to bring that volume to their site. Um, and they're thinking that's going to be the way to do it. And I just... I, I personally would not go out of my way to go on Amazon Prime to watch a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, yeah. There's a lot to unpack here. And I think the, the chief thing... Remember when streaming services first came out, it was like, oh, let's do that instead of this. And now every network, like, I remember when Netflix first came out. Netflix was awesome. You get Netflix, you really didn't need a whole lot of anything else. Now it's like everybody's got their own streaming service. Paramount, they only want Paramount movies on Paramount streams. NBC's got their own streaming service. Everybody's got their own streaming service now. Where if you don't have them all, it's like you can't shit. watch what you yeah, want to watch. You got to pick and choose. Um, but I think for the NFL and the NFL conglomerate, um, it kind of maybe it makes financial sense to be in bed with Jeff Bezos. Now yeah, maybe. Uh, and you know, I'm sort of interested to see what that relationship yields uh, for the future, um, and where where that's going to take. Where how we watch and how we enjoy football. Yeah, I mean it could be something different, and new, and you know I know that there's a uh, there's a streaming service out there called Peacock that offers Sunday night football. Yeah, Peacock uh, is awesome. Don't... By the way, if you don't have Peacock, <coughs> yeah. go download Peacock. Yeah, Peacock is pretty awesome, and um, so you know there's different ways of getting stuff, but again, you're going to end up. Uh, it, what's going to happen with the streaming services? Everybody's buying into them now. It's becoming like this big craze: stream, stream, stream. Everybody's going after it. Uh, eventually, it's going to get. It's going to catch up to the point where cable is going to be less expensive, um, and that's just going to be the way it's going to go because that's just how the world works. So, um, but like I said, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I would rather it just stay the way it was. I'm happy with it that way. But hey, if Bezos wants a shot at it, he can watch it himself for all I care. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of it either. Uh... I'm not a fan of the Nickelodeon football either. No, everybody thinks this is the greatest thing ever, and I understand that they're they're trying to market it towards children because everybody's trying to market everything towards children nowadays. Uh, but I'm I'm just not a fan. I just let me watch the football game, guys. I don't need to see yeah. fucking slime. And if I wanted to watch that, I'd watch Nickelodeon. Exactly. I just want. I just want to watch a goddamn football game. Like, how hard is it? I guess I. I'm not complaining too much about that because they they do offer it without. Like, I don't have to watch it with right. on the Nickelodeon channel. Thankfully, as as long as they continue to offer that, I'll be. But if I'm forced to watch, I'll just watch the college football game instead. Yep. I mean, I can just you know follow my scores and. And watch the college football game instead on Thursday night. Yep. Uh, okay, so uh, moving the chains a bit. We're going to talk about some guys uh, to zero in on. Guys, if you have, you're probably in really good shape uh, going into your heading into your playoffs. And like I said earlier, if you are uh, gearing up for the playoffs, congratulations. Uh, that is an accomplishment to be proud of. BZ, do you have anybody that stands out to you that just uh, – you know, so thankful for, thank, thankful you got them uh, on one or two teams. Thankful that you're, maybe you got your eye on somebody or. Uh, yeah. Hit me uh, with my, it. 
one of my guys that I am uh, really thankful that I stuck to my guns on this year. Uh, I gra- I grabbed him wherever I could, traded from where I could. It, his his hype got going a little bit, but uh, that's Deontay Johnson. Um, you know, he's on the way to his first one thousand yard plus a season, or on, on his way to a thousand yard season. Uh, he's caught seven passes in four consecutive games. Um, he's got fifty one targets over the past four games. Uh, he is seeing some massive volume from Roethlisberger. Um, you know, he's ninth in the league in receiving yards. So, um, and you could tell, like, uh, Ben is hyper-focused on this kid right now. Um, you know, whether this is Ben's last year or not, it's yet to be remain seen. But uh, with the way that Ben's playing, he's they're, they're pushing it now. All of a sudden, they're, they're trying to get it downfield. They're trying to get Chase involved. But Deontay is a constant, and he is seeing the volume. So uh, he is a guy that I want on any kind of – he's going to be on a lot of championship rosters, in my opinion, uh, this year. Yeah, he uh, he had his first drop of the season Sunday um, on that deep ball that hit him right in the hands, but he, he more than atoned for it, uh, catching two touchdowns after that. Um, you're right. This is a, He's a dynamic playmaker. He reminds me a lot of Antonio Brown. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where his dynasty value goes uh, next year when I think Ben's going to be done. Um, I don't I don't think he's going to be back in Pittsburgh. Who yep. is in Pittsburgh? I don't know. Um, I guess it could could be Aaron Rodgers. Um, could be could be Aaron Rodgers. Could be Gardner Minshew. I mean, <laughs> could be could be uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. It could be. I mean. But you know, again, like I said, it, with, with what this kid does, his his style of play is very similar to Antonio Brown. He's a he's a he's a quarterback's best friend because um, he he can read what's going on. He can he's shifty enough to he, he's he runs fantastic routes to begin with. So he's he knows where he needs to be. But if a play is breaking down, he knows how to get to where he needs to be to make, let the quarterback make a throw. And that's he, he just he reminds me so much of AB when he was younger. Um, so I think he is going to be fine no matter what moving forward. You know who was starting to remind me of A.B. when A.B. was younger? And that was A.B. Where the yep. – come on, Antonio Brown. Yeah, hey. I know this. I, come I have, on, I have, man. I have so many teams that he's just sitting on my bench in a suspension right now. And I'm just like, come on, damn it, man. Like, You're killing me. Yeah, killing me too. You're killing me. i tell you a guy I'm thankful for, though. A guy I'm thankful for that has helped me turn my – my redraft, my big money redraft team, my home league, my league of record. Um, I started out one in five. I was one in five. I was really second guessing myself, man. There were several guys that I drafted uh, that I made decisions on, and the year just started out for whatever reason. It just started out slow. But I, I made the decision to draft Najee Harris in the middle of the first round. I made the decision to draft Jonathan Taylor. And it, that doesn't sound like a big decision now. But then, when he was falling to the second round in drafts because people were worried about him, it was a big deal to draft Jonathan Taylor. People were yep. questioning, how much is Naheem Hines going to play? You know, <laughs> what is Carson Wentz going to do? He's, he's already hurt. What kind of offense are they going to have? But, you know, I made the, made the decision to draft Jonathan Taylor. I made the decision to draft Mike Evans over Amari Cooper at one point. I made a decision to draft um, uh, uh, 
and Mark Andrews over Hawkinson and Pitts uh, at one point in that league. And, and those guys are guys that I still have. They're paying off, and I haven't lost since dropping the 1-5. and five. I'm 8-5, and five, and I have a shot at, at uh, winning again this weekend and, and, Clint, and getting a bye. So yep. it, that just if you're if you start out slow, if if things aren't working out, sometimes the best move is the one you don't make. Yeah, uh, and stick stick with it, man. One and four, one and five. That doesn't mean your season's over. Yeah, um, I, absolutely. You know, I'm I'm very thankful to have Jonathan Taylor and his eleventy billion touchdowns. And he looks like a complete stud. I can't imagine there's there would be anyone you if you could to have one guy going into your fantasy playoffs right now. I can't imagine you would pick anyone other than Jonathan Taylor. Yep, I agree. Um, like I said, I actually I had a I there was a few times I traded him this year just because of uh, uh, I was trying to catch some boom play on it. And, you know, I got <clears throat> Najee Harris for him, and, and I got like Najee plus for Jonathan Taylor early and. But you know, with the way he's playing right now, it's it's not looking as uh, solid. So hopefully, twenty two will kind of change a few of those around for me. But <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't. There's there was a bunch of guys on Twitter this weekend talking about trade Javante Williams. I saw uh, that his yeah. value will never be higher, and maybe maybe that's accurate. Maybe his value will never be higher. But so what? Right. At some point, listen. I love to listen to Pat Kerwin. Pat Kerwin, uh, you, you can find him on Sirius XM Radio, NFL Radio. He he knows a lot. He's forgotten more about football than I'll I'll probably ever know. And he has a saying that goes: the the ones who continue to chase the future never get there. Yep. <laughs> uh, at some point, you got to put these draft picks to work. Um, and at some point, it just becomes silly to trade guys away because their value is peak. Javante Williams can help you win multiple championships. Multiple yep. championships. Mm-hmm. That's what we do this for, to secure the bag. We're going to have a little yeah, fun along the way, but we want to secure the bag. That's that's all I want. I mean, if I, if I put out something earlier, like you can shit talk all you want during the year about the trades you make, the things you do. Look at my bench. Look how many draft picks I have. That don't mean dick. If you don't have a championship to show for it, yeah, man. so it's all about that ring. Uh, it's all about that ring. It's all about that cash money. Um, but yeah, I, I'll go. I'll go with another player that I am thankful for this year. Uh, that I think is going to, um, you know, I, I'm thankful I have him. Uh, he hasn't made as much of an impact early due to an injury, um, but I think he is going to be a league winner uh, for the second time in a row. And that is David Montgomery. Um, you know, he had a massive game this past week. Um, went out 91 yards and a touchdown. Eight receptions for 51 yards. Um, he looked fantastic. And he has got a money schedule coming up down the stretch. He's got Green Bay this week, which they've been a little bit tougher on the run. But then he goes Minnesota, Seattle, and the Giants for your playoff stretch. That is Money in the bank, all day. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get behind you on the David uh, Montgomery love here, and and I'm gonna throw this curveball at you. Yeah. What What if they had a passing game? 
Oh, man. What if this guy ever had a legitimate quarterback slash passing game slash coach slash system slash the Bears suck? Yep. Hashtag fire everyone. Everybody in the stadium knows that the only chance they have to move the football is David Montgomery. Yep. And he still gets it done. Like, when, yep. at one point, at, at, at what point is David Montgomery going to become, like, at one point are we going to view him as the legit RB1 that he is? What's you know, it going to take? Will, see, you know, I, I ask that all the time. Like, what's it going to take? Like, you know, it, like, what not does he every have to running do? back. Right. Like not every running back is going to give you, um, not every running back is going to give you Jonathan Taylor production, or you know, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> right now, I mean, yes, he is not in the RB one range right now. He was injured for quite some time during the year. That offense was a mess with Justin Fields and Matt Nagy trying to figure shit out. But you know what? Andy Dalton gives him a solid base. Andy Dalton knows how to get the ball into the running back's hands. Um, he looked great this weekend, and with his stretch coming up, I think David Montgomery is going to boom. Um, like I said, I, he's always going to be disrespected. He's always going to be one of the better values in the drafts. So he's just one of those guys that you just be thankful you get in the third or fourth round, um, and you know, and move along and just and with a big smile on your face. He is the Rodney Dangerfield of running backs. Seriously, uh, uh, he he gets no respect. Um, and yes, he did miss some games, but. Uh, even if you if you just look at um, his per game averages, uh, they're way up there. I mean, this you know take you, if you're looking looking at his per game averages, 28, 10, 10, 22, 11, 19. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who's playing without an offense. I mean, he, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's wild. Uh, yeah, so he's he's some high usage, um, high usage player, and I echo your sentiment on David Montgomery. And he's another one of those players too, where like you mentioned with Jonathan Taylor, where people were going, "What's Naheem Himes going to do? What's Marlon Mack going to take?" You know, all we heard all offseason was yeah. Damian Williams, uh, Tariq Cohen, and then all of a sudden Khalil Herbert has a couple of good games, and it's what's Khalil, Khalil Herbert's going to break into his load, and Montgomery's not going to have any value, like. Stop! The fucking better player is going to be the better fucking player, and Montgomery is a better damn running back than Cleo Herbert. Sorry to tell you. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. People just go crazy. People just get people just get wrapped up into some weird stuff and overanalyze things all the time. So that's where you just have to kind of clear that noise and and go back and look at what's going on and and make your own decision on it. Because if I had listened to what people said about David Montgomery, I would have never drafted him. I would have never of um, yeah. You know, he couldn't play. He was too slow. Yeah, I I didn't listen to any of that, and that he was wasn't coming from athletic some, enough. Yeah, and that was coming from some pretty highly respected, yeah. you know, guys on Twitter, and I was basically telling them, yeah, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah, so stick to your guns. Um, here's a guy I'm thankful for. Uh, this is a guy who I loved in the preseason, who has kind of uh, he's, he's oh. under underwhelmed a little mm-hmm. bit, um, but I stuck with him and. You know, continue to start him. The last two weeks, he's really found some chemistry with his quarterback. 
Uh, and two weeks after posting the lowest targets uh, of the season, uh, he's rebounded. The last two weeks, he's got 22 targets. Um, you know, he's 150 yards, 250 yards the last couple weeks uh, receiving. And that's T. Higgins. Um, yeah. He's absolutely torched the Steelers and Chargers. The Chargers are actually a pretty good pass, have a pretty good pass defense. The Steelers, too, they both rank in, inside the NFL's top 12. Um, he gets another pass defense this weekend that, listen, if you got T. Higgins, uh, start T. Higgins. Start everybody that catches passes for the Bengals because the 49ers cannot cover anyone. Um, yeah. So, Emmanuel Mosley's going to be out this weekend. Uh, they got problems in the secondary. They've been, you know, Josh Norman can't cover anyone. Uh, I expect the T. Higgins train to continue. Yep. Uh, I'm with you, brother. Um, with all the leagues that we're in together, I, I look at roster and stuff like that. And if I don't have them on my roster, you probably have them on yours. So uh, I am as big of a fan. Uh, I think it was uh, last year I was. You were, all you were a fan more first. You were a fan I was. before me. Yeah, I, I was big on T coming out. Uh, he was and somebody I was drafted big time. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, think about this. I I brought this up. I like to I like to josh around with this one just because it's a league joke. But um, you know, five I got T Higgins at the three oh one in the rookie draft. The three oh one. I mean, but you know, I took Den- Denzel Mims before him, so don't slap me too hard in the back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I you know, it's just. It, it, it's it, the the people that were not people didn't like T a lot. They were they were very they were questioning a lot of stuff on him. I loved him. I thought he was uh, he was tied to a great quarterback, athletic wide receiver. I uh, could get downfield. Uh, he's got he, athletic ability to make big plays. Uh, he just the kid's just a stud. Um, I love him moving forward. And uh, yeah, you know Chase and him are kind of going to eat each other eat, eat at each other's production throughout the year at times. But uh, he, he's 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 just such a good wide receiver. It's crazy. Yeah. So uh, this is an example. I'm sure it's happened the other way. Um, this this is an example of uh, iron sharpening iron. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I don't know what it was that particular day, but uh, the the day that I was sort of watching T Higgins and you know watching some film, and uh, I, I wasn't as impressed and and. I will say that there are a lot of times I follow the ACC in football, uh, yep. probably a lot closer than most. Uh, there's a lot of times where I watch so many uh, ACC kids that I just get kind of numb to ACC kids. So when when a res- someone I respect, uh, someone whose opinion I respect, has a dissenting view on a player, I'll take a second. I'll take a second look, and your opinion of T. Higgins made me take a closer look. And the more I watched him, the more I tried to take my ACC bias out of it. Uh, the more I liked him, and uh, the yep. more I started to go about trading for him and trying to acquire him because I didn't draft him in any of my rookie drafts uh, when he was a rookie uh, because he was a kid I didn't like. Yep. Uh, and now I have, you know, I have a lot of T. Higgins because of you. Yeah, no, uh, like you say, that. I mean, if I don't have them, you likely have them. Uh, we play in a lot of leagues together, so 
And, you know, I mean, this was the same thing last year with the Stefan Diggs and you. Um, I wasn't a fan of the trade to Buffalo. You were uh, all over it. You were just like, yeah, you want to get digs, get digs, get digs. And, you know, I had to go back and think about it and look at it. But, you know, again, you know, you respect someone's opinion. You're like, okay, uh, shit, I'll, I'll go see what I can get. And I went out and I got some digs. And because of digs, I want some ships. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, yeah, um, I hope that trade that we made kind of works out for you, man. I hope you go get that bag. <laughs> I hope so too, man. Because that's a I gave up about three years worth of draft capital in this league just to get to where I'm at now, and uh, hopefully it'll it'll iron itself out, and I can just bring home this bag. I mean, my team's young, so it's got a lot of opportunity, but it's got to win. Yeah, well, hopefully you do. There's nothing worse than mortgaging your future for the present and then losing. Yeah. Uh, that's the worst. It's a gamble. It is. It's a gamble, man. I mean, it's like I like I said, I could do all this, and uh, you know, first week of the playoffs, I know I'll be on a buy. But say, set me on my second week of playoffs, I could end up losing and be out. Uh, you know, so it, it's championship game or bust, in my opinion. Um, I want the whole title. I want the whole thing. Uh, second place enchilada. is just a yeah. Second place to me is just like it. It's like sniffing a dirty ass. You know, it's it's, it's just, the first. It's, you get nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And, you know, but it's like I said, man, it's uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I got a lot of good things going on there. And hopefully uh, these, this trade just kind of solidified me and maybe we'll do something for Aaron Rodgers as we go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll definitely talk after the show. Um, uh, well, with, with that in mind, we're going to get on out of here. Um, uh, definitely uh, keep your ear to the ground uh, for anything that uh, – we're doing in the future uh i know we haven't broken out the big surprise yet um that's a big tedious project um uh, it's a labor of love but it may be next uh next year before it uh, actually debuts with fantasy playoffs coming up and and things like that so it might be for the best uh but good things come to those who wait so uh, stay yes, tuned sir, for they that do. uh and we'll catch you next time on the uh on the red zone Peace.